1: Boom. Boom and there we are. And there we, we have are. We've entered the podcast zone. We are in the pod realm. We're in the land where here. our words carry the weights of our entire personalities. <laughs> I didn't mean you know, to that. I never <laughs> thought about that until you said it out loud and I didn't, now like I like, like the pressure gets so the serious. Pressure is out. The the whole thing it's like like the people who don't know us, which I mean, I don't really know if there's people who we don't know that listen to the show or not. That's fair. Presumably uh, our, our, I would like to The hope. Alpine Angel and that's about it. Yeah. But they might not know what our faces look like. So you know, it's like it's like that weird thing where you ever had that thing where it's like you like a like voice actors for games where it's like you can't imagine that person's voice coming out of their face. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Except for Matt Mercer, his face kind of fits his voice. That's fair. Um but uh, I just realized that all of this intro is going to be annoying because there's a train that I hear toot tooting out my window, and I can definitely see it on my waveforms. <laughs> you know where that train's going? Podcast Town, USA.
0: We're here! We're here! We're back! Hello, lovely Hello, welcome to another episode. People. Hopefully you didn't party too hard between last episode and this one. I know I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> for those uh who obviously can't see griffin just holds up a mug of water <laughs> and freeze froze for oh, yeah. freeze froze freeze froze freeze framed we're for in, a moment we're in
1: right form today uh, here we go fantastic yeah, it's a giant mason jar about the size of my head yeah that's real big it's real big and i love it it's my it's my bedside water i've got my usual do mm. and uh, I'm out of pop. I'm, I've am i been desperately out of pop for about two weeks because um, I have not had the energy after work to leave my house to get groceries. And I finally had the energy to leave my house and go get groceries the other day. But I'm going to be out of town this weekend, so I figured yeah. might as well wait.
0: Ooh. The The secret... That Nicole and I found over the last, like, last summer when we were doing that camp outside Mm -hmm. every day. And, like, we would be – we did nothing that summer, like, outside of work (laughs) because we'd be too exhausted. And so the trick was to force yourself before you get home and comfortable to go do your thing that you need to do before you get back. So, like, we would have to stop – we'd stop and get groceries before we'd go home because we know that once we stepped into the apartment, we were never going to (laughs) leave.
1: Uh, I actually have something very exciting that I'd like to share with you and our audience uh, mm-hmm. about my weekend. Yes, I'm going to see Hamilton. Yeah, you got that as Christmas present. I, like, I got that as a Christmas present. I was frankly thinking your reaction would be a lot more excited than that. Well, oh I, I'm very excited for you. <laughs> no,
0: it should. You sounded we, more I,
1: disappointed. I, like,
0: well, one part jealousy and, and two parts. Like, I, I believe we had this conversation when I was visiting over the holidays.
1: Hmm. I think you're right. So saving the enthusiasm for the audience. Okay. But yeah, I'm going, my family, my mom got us tickets to see Hamilton in uh, Columbus uh, this coming Saturday, or I guess when this episode came out, like, a couple weekends ago. But I'm super excited, and I get to go see my family and hang out, and my dad has uh, plans already for our after party, (laughs) because it's a matinee. Uh, that sounds grand as hell we're going to get tacos at my favorite taco place oh the Columbus. one where you do the checks and stuff yes uh, the place oh, that that I took nice you guys sick. Condados. Uh, and then we're going I think the plan is we're going to a, a, a bar called Pins where they have close to like 20 like 9 pin uh, bowling lanes in their bar Whoa, it's a huge bar we walked through it last time I was there and it was jam-packed to the wall, so we certainly didn't stay. But yeah. uh, I think we're going to try to go to Pins. And then there's this really fancy brunch place that my dad is really has his heart set on taking me to <laughs> called Forno, I think it's called. To the point where he had me look up, he called me, he had me look up the menu online to make sure that there would be stuff that I would eat there. <laughs> it's like, cause I want you to go to this place. You're going to go to this place with me. That That is amazing. So never had that sort of dedication it's really he's really into it he took some of his um my dad's a deadhead he likes the grateful dead and has been going on their tours recently um reconnecting with his old hippie friends and he has a great story about taking his his kind of his fish out of water hippie friends to this very very nice brunch place and they're in like tie-dye t-shirts and shorts With like backwards caps on, and people are in like their nice like Sunday Sunday best. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man, it was Uh, really funny. I've got news too that I'm moving back
0: to Ohio. Come on, you are soon. You and I and the rest Mm. of the Another Path crew will be Mm. in the same town doing things for at least a
1: year. Mm. We'll see. I got my Zach back, Mm. and my Nicole back. Yeah, we can hang out all the time. Uh We're gonna play so much D&D. We can play
0: D&D together that's not heard by thousands of people. Ah. Uh, well, th- thousands, maybe. Let's shoot high. Thousands. Thousands. Millions. Just so many people. <laughs> well, shall we?
1: Yeah, let's let's get into our shit. Let's, Welcome back, everyone, nitty to the gritty. Pet shop. The Pet Shop doors are wide open. They're freshly polished. Um. By polished, I mean cleaned. Do you polish glass? (laughs) Yeah, we've
0: discovered this stuff. uh, It's called a Windex. You ever heard of this stuff? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you, you spritz it on the window, and you just have a paper towel, and you just kind of wipe it around. It's good shit. And the glass is just clean. Yeah, miracle. It's crazy. Uh. I know. (laughs) Never heard of it before. Oh god. I After that you. stupid ass bit, I love let's can
1: let's start. Okay. What's that first creature we got for him today there? All right. We are uh delving back into our sort of underdarky vaults and we have selected for you the people. <clears throat> oh god. I don't know where they went. They were in I mean that. yeah, that's ki- that's so, kind of their shtick They so were here, just... I promise. Just try not to turn your back to them. Uh, but they could be anywhere. That's the... um. Somewhere in this room are some cloakers.
0: Yes, a a cloaker is, mm-hmm. as the name suggests, they, they look like they're kind of just a big old cloak. Mm-hmm. Mixed with a
1: stingray. With just like a real nasty face. It's true. That's... It's almost humanoid, which is spooky. That's kind of exactly
0: how I would describe their face. <laughs> just, just a spooky. real nasty face. <laughs> <laughs> They've yeah. got narrow, like burning red eyes, and just like some real big fangs. Just like a gob
1: full of, of pokey boys. But let's not let that deter us, okay? Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot to love here, I'm sure, somewhere. If I can so, find yeah. them as I, as we said you know it's kind of a mix you know, um as, as
0: the na- as the name suggests they they resemble sort of a cloak mixed with like a stingray so the, the you know they've got sort of the the big sort of fin like wings and in the, like right around their head it looks like they've kind of got like the tassels of like a
1: cloak i think that's the point With like weird bone clasps yeah but they just kind of hang i i i wanted when i made this room for the cloakers I threw a bunch of just normal cloaks in here to make them feel at home, to make them feel like they could... There was know, a lot more there than there actually were? Yeah, I just have some stuff to play with. And, it's like you when know. you leave your, your TV on so your dog doesn't get lonely? hmm mm-hmm. um, My sister's dog personally prefers NPR. Uh, oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. He actually prefers NPR. Uh, That's amazing. <laughs> but um, I made the mistake in... At least half of the cloaks in this room are real cloaks, and at least half of them are cloakers. And I, for the life of me, cannot tell which is which. It, it's very fair. I'm a little afraid. Oh, I think that one moved. That could have been the AC. Who knows? I'm very scared of this room, my friend. This was a mistake. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: But uh, cloakers are very cool. So sort of the the, the first sort of cautionary thing is that um, if you're going to keep a cloaker, they do have, um, you know, being from the underdark, they kind of have a very big sensitivity to light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this would be sort of, you know, a, a cave dwelling pet or perhaps, you know, if you have a nice deep dungeon looking at you, Mr. Mad Mage. Or maybe a wine cellar. Or a wine cellar. If you, Especially if you're, you are a sort of vintage wine collector, it might be a nice to sort of have hang around guard your 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 stash
1: so if i start shining a flashlight on these cloakers don't do it but i'll be able i'll be able to figure out which ones are real or not but you'd also might you know piss them off a little bit that is fair they are pretty strong (laughs) they're they're very fond of um when they they'll bite you they'll they'll bite sometimes if uh agitated aggravated And they will just sort of latch onto your head, and you will be unable to breathe while they do so. Yes, so don't do this. (laughs) And it will also become pretty tricky sometimes for your your buddies to to get the cloaker off of you, because they they only take partial consequences from actions trying to get them off of you. That was a, a sentence? I'm... I've just woken up from a nap not too long ago, so please bear with me, podcast universe.
0: I find cloakers to be interesting. They're um yes. in the wild, they're uh they're they're predators of course um yeah. but they're very opportunistic when it Ooh. comes to that. You see the um they like to to hang around. You know uh, they, they as we mentioned they have sort of that false appearance when they're you know flat up against the surface. You know uh, hiding their like. Almost white underbelly; mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're very indistinguishable from just an article of clothing. And if they're in the dark, you pretty much can't see them. Mm-hmm. And they like to just kind of wait for wounded adventurers and uh, wayward wanderers, and um, just kind of attack. You know, like a like a like a predator
1: would. Yeah. What what's am I saying? What's even? Sp- <laughs> What's even worse, like they're 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 even dodgier because they can create like copies of themselves. They can create like yeah, they make illusionary
0: versions, yeah.
1: Which it it just it they mimic their actions and uh, it's you have no idea which one is which. They can sort of shuffle them around like like a shell like a like the most evil shell game. The most evil uh, face hugging leathery shell game, and they're just. I can't get over the face. The
0: face is a lot. Um,
1: <laughs> it's a lot. Granted, the face <laughs> is a
0: lot, but it, I mean, you know, I don't want to say it takes a, 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 a certain type of person to dig a cloaker.
1: I think cloakers fall under our umbrella of more utilitarian, like how you would buy a sheepdog to to herd your your herd, as it were. But I mean. Like, you could also cuddle a sheepdog. I guess that's fair. But that sheepdog is your employee first and foremost. And I think cloakers are there to, you know, guard your dungeon, Mr. Mad Mage, wink, to protect your vintage wines, things like that. I mean, I guess so. You just, you feed them right. Uh, You be careful not to put them in a closet. Mistaking them for your other fine leather cloaks that we all certainly own.
0: Oh, I mean,
1: mine—it's
0: um—it it needs
1: to be sent off to the tailor
0: to get you know some some minor repairs. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But exactly, I know
1: exactly what you mean. I think that they're there for more, more like uh, protective purposes. Um, more just kind Not of having so around much. buddies.
0: Yeah, it's not so much a, let's get your kids their first pet. Here's
1: a cloaker. It's an intellectual relationship. Yes. um, They do actually speak, yeah. well, Well, not so much speak as communicate through,
0: like, subsonic moans that are inaudible to most creatures. But they can heighten that intensity and, like...
1: Make someone real scared of them. <laughs> I do. They, they do have. They do speak language, though. Do they? Yeah, they speak uh, undercommon.
0: Oh yeah, deep speech. Oh my goodness, I didn't even think about that. Yeah.
1: So. Oh wow. Not only can they sort of just wail and be very unsettling, they can also just kind of have a chat with you if they wanted. So, <laughs> I think that's cool. Ooh, I think it's pretty cool. Ooh, you could have your cloaker be a really fun part of like your Halloween decoration setup. So ooh. when you have a shit kid who comes up to the bowl of candy you've got on your front porch and you're sitting there, it's like, Okay, only take one or two pieces and then some shit kid comes charging up and just grabs two big handfuls of candy, you just have the cloaker, you just have Carl the Cloaker just <laughs> Carl. <laughs> or or whatever. And it says moan. That was more of a wail. Let me do a moan. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> that won't scare anyone, but if it's coming out of a cloaker, it will. That's that's fair. <laughs> so Now
0: we with uh any cloaker that is adopted from Zack and Griffin's multiverse patchup, we will of course include a um Common to deep speech dictionary, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just you know, to to aid that transition. We all know the deep speech is a
1: yeah, it's a very very rare language. Yeah, deep speech is like uh basically like alien tongue. It's it's a weird one. The deep speech. I was trying to find, like, because sometimes when you search up D and D languages, there's. Like, it'll describe kind of what the language sounds like. And I didn't get anything here. So I hear
0: deep speech, and then all
1: I think about is Narnia when Aslan's like, Don't quote the deep magic to me, witch. I was (laughs) there when it was written. Apparently, deep speech is a real thing. Deep speech is an automatic speech recognition technique using deep learning. I think it's it's like an AI thing. Oh, look at that real-world application. So (laughs) you could either, one...
0: Talk to your your cloaker or two. Do some coding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Make a new video game. Very good. All right, I think we've wrapped up on cloakers. Now let's get out of here before the cloakers wrap up on us. Whoa! Ding.
0: So next, Griffin. It's very very exciting because we have. Not so much a letter, but um a, 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 you know, a tweet asking us for some advice.
1: Yes. Uh we have Batman is cool one hundred on Twitter. on Twitter. Uh reach out to us. Oh, I just have it on my phone, hang on. I got it right
0: here. Oh, go for it. That says uh what's a good pet for a devil sorcerer looking to
1: establish a small guild hall? Well we've got just the thing for you, Batman is cool one hundred. We are here for you. We have, we have gone through the roster, and we have determined that... Uh, so, you know, a couple things. Devil Sorcerer, you've got certain inclinations, uh, certain... We, we kind of made a, a small alignment assumption. And the fact that it's a small guild hall says to me that you're you know kind of doing a startup. You're looking for a... You're, you're an up-and-comer. So you want something that's not too pricey, but also as a devil sorcerer, like I,
0: I'm. Again, this is a, a sort of an alignment assumption, but I feel like were I a devil sorcerer, I mm. might long for a a certain austere aesthetic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a, a a certain feel to your
1: guild hall. Zach Rob coming in with the big words this time. Well, I'm austere. Uh, mm. Talk there, me.
0: <laughs>
1: that's not how that song <laughs> were you trying to do careless whispers no
0: what's that um oh god this is some song I don't remember what, how it goes okay anyway so what we have selected for you batman is cool 100 is uh something real special mm. some classic I would say classic but not too cliche mm-hmm. first uh first seen by me at least in the beloved nineties cartoon <laughs> of the same name of the same name, <laughs> we're talking about gargoyles, gargoyles, most F.
1: Uh huh. So you've got the, the classic image of this sort of humanoid esque, you know, in the sense that it's bipedal to arms, general construction of body alignment. You've got yeah. the sort of almost kind of, pig-like face a little bit. And it's like everything's kind of scrunched together with the big features and the fangs. Two big horns coming off of the top and these gnarly big wings coming out of the back of it. Uh, all made of stone. Stone, uh, yes. Gargoyles are elementals in this respect. mm mm-hmm. definitely. And they have the, you know, similar to the Cloakers, they have the false appearance of statues when they remain motionless. And they can just be, they can just appear to be cool fixtures on your guild hall. But if you if you need them to come to life and ward off invaders, or even just do a little bit of heavy lifting on your behalf, then you've got some gargoyles on hands. Your gargoyles are pretty interesting.
0: Something I didn't know is that they also um, have the ability to animate stone, much like um, what we were talking about last week with the stone golems. no, yeah, so, When well, the
1: the galabdur.
0: Um, so, you know, you have your gargoyle, you know, they, they have their, their perch, their pedestal, mm-hmm.
1: perhaps in the, you know, uh, the, the an upper balcony yeah. Ooh. of your guild hall. Not to, and not to be that guy, but I have to make a correction on your parts. They don't, they, I think, I think the phrasing is, they are animate stone. Oh. aha uh-huh. Not animate, animate. Oh. Language is tricky. It is. Homophones, man. It's not even a homophone, it's just the word, same word. Is it? There's a different word
0: for that one—a word spelled the same but sounds different. A, I don't know what it is. Uh,
1: uh, 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 mm, uh mm, I ha, mm, I should know this. My mother would be disappointed in me. <sighs> anyway, while he
0: looks that up, you know that you can have it in in, in its perch in your <sighs> guild hall. You know, there no one knows that. Hey, this is. A real gargoyle, but then if anything maybe goes down, anything, what's the word? A kerfuffle. A kerfuffle. Of sorts. A spat. Then they can spread those wings. Yes. Drop on down into the middle of whatever's going on and put a stop to it.
1: Yeah. Gargoyles also have a reputation of uh, being inspired by the cunning of intelligent masters. Which, I mean, Batman is cool 100, you, you seem like a pretty intelligent guy coming to us for your creature needs, so I, I think you're a shoe in for some gargoyles. And they also have a tendency to serve, you know, more nefarious peoples and the like, mm-hmm. so that's another box checked. They enjoy simple tasks, such as guarding a master's home, torturing and killing interlopers, <clears throat> and anything else that involves minimum effort and maximum pain and carnage. Damn, yeah.
0: As it says earlier, they they do have a bit of a reputation for, um, well, cruelty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Something um, to
1: alleviate the, the tedium of watch.
0: Yeah, they they like to uh, just kind of tear into people. Um, so I mean, if that's your stees, fantastic. Um, and if not, you may just need to have a bit of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Set up some them. boundaries. They do speak Terran. The elemental language of earth mm-hmm. so um we will include you, uh, you, a
1: common to terran uh dictionary
0: yeah you know it's in that 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 sub uh category of primordial mm-hmm. and uh so you know as, as we were speaking of elementals oh way 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 long ago mm. at this point that that primordial ass and all that <laughs> get your primordial ass a, an english to a, sorry a common to terran uh dictionary and all things
1: will be good yeah And they're also incredibly low maintenance. They don't require food or drink uh, or sleep for that matter. So they can be ever vigilant watchers on your guild hall.
0: They also don't require air. So, like, you know, if the event comes that, you know, maybe you need to, you know, a, 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 a devil sorcerer, if you need to, you know, pull all the air out of the air, well, the oxygen out of the air. To punish
1: those that are, uh, you know,
0: working against you or something,
1: then your gargoyle will be fine. <laughs> your gargoyle can just hang out and watch your torture sesh, which, frankly, yeah. I think they'd be into. Yeah, now they they would dig it. They might join you. Who knows? They're pretty durable. They have dark vision.
0: Yeah, obviously they have a flight speed. Yeah, they, like, got, they got wings. If they need to, you, you need to send them to run a short
1: errand. You know, yeah, pick up. I'm your sure they can help you out with that. Pick up your prescription from the right aid. From from the <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Ye old Rite aid. Oh man. Ye old pharmacy. Yeah. From the fine, from the apothecary, Zach. Are you happy now? Yes, I am. Good. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh uh, Gargoyles are cool. Yeah. So that is our suggestion. Uh, Batman is cool. 100. If you would like to stop in and procure procure a few, then we can certainly help facilitate that transaction. And this, I think, this is a great time to announce uh, our write-in discount. If you follow up on a suggestion of ours from a write-in question, either on Twitter or pretty much just that, that's pretty much all we have. I guess we're we have a Discord. If you follow up on a write-in suggestion that we offer, then you get 15% off your purchase of said creatures. And Ooh. even if you don't go with those creatures, we'll still give you a 5% discount just for writing in. Frankly, but if you moderate. go with the ones we tell you about, you get some extra money Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we know what we're doing, honestly. You, you came to us for a reason, and you should trust our judgment because we totally know what we're doing all the time
0: a quote i heard in a movie last night you wouldn't step on stage of a symphony and tell the conductor that you need more
1: viola (laughs) you're right i wouldn't do that exactly so you shouldn't walk into the pet shop and say i need more pseudo dragons when clearly you're a gargoyle guy
0: this seems like we're trying to. I don't know. This seems like a really
1: hostile bit. It's a really hostile sales pitch. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys. Take whatever you want. It's fine. We're here for you. It's on me. Zach, uh. <laughs> no, we can't just give away the gargoyles. Okay. We're running a business. Uh, hopefully, the party planning will will make up the deficit. I think so. I think uh, we've already we've already. Um, Jay Z hit me up. Uh, Did J, the the Jays the Jays has uh, asked for a party pack party so hey, it, 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 is Queen B going to be there? Oh, you know Queen B going to be there. Oh man,
0: yeah. I really hope they don't bring Blue Eye because this is not a party for her.
1: No, I think they got a sitter for the day. Um, okay, they actually maybe. asked if the saters could one of the satyrs could could do sitter duty. I, oh, that would be a mistake. I advised them against it, but that would be
0: a mistake.
1: I'm sure it could be possible if they needed it to. Maybe even save her hands with one of the Golubders, Weirdly or enough, or just get a regular sitter that also like for, works. <laughs> like just get you know. <laughs>
0: franny from down the street like yeah. hey she's trying to save money for college just like
1: throw her a boat jay's <laughs> Jeez, it's like we were just on the topic and he started talking about it so yeah oh, but man do we get to go to this jay-z party um
0: do we are we on the list zach
1: i'm not on the list am i we're, we're neither of us are on the list oh well i tried I even offered him, like, a pretty sizable discount. But, I mean, we're... Despite being the people behind the greatest party of all time, we're, weirdly enough, not cool enough to go to the greatest party of all time.
0: Yeah, we we, we get snubbed on invites to a lot of these parties. It's yeah. kind of saddening. Yeah. Okay. I guess we should just move on um, to the next... Uh, next bit. N- next bit. So, um... Coming up... Coming you know up what next. it's time for, Griffin? Yeah. yeah! This is our second edition of Clash
1: of the Creatures! Woo-hoo. So, we have another showdown on our hands, good folks. To see which one
0: you think is the coolest. And would possibly, you know, like, want and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... We have two sort of monstrosity-themed creatures, both, um... Relatively recognizable through other fictions and mythologies. And both of us sort of similar vein,
0: mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. will. I'm I'm pretty excited about my choice. Are you excited about yours? Yeah, I'm, I'm...
1: These are actually one of my favorite types of creatures, so... Fantastic. All right, well, um, I, did you go first last time or did I go first? I think I went first last time, so why don't you kick things off?
0: All right, fantastic. So my choice is a manticore. Mm-hmm. So a manticore, for those of you who don't know, um, is a large monstrosity of sorts. Um, pretty much, kind of has a tiger's body. You know, it's um very f- feline esque, sort of striped, um, but is uh, sort of lined with a, a uh, many um, spines. Mm-hmm. Sort of a uh, you know a porcupine esque. Has a very uh very long tail that is sort of almost club-like on the end um, covered in just a, a very large cluster of said spines has long uh sort of dragon-like wings on its back and this is what what i find the sort of weirdest but also most interesting thing about manticore's um, you know they have a sort of lion's mane with the more uh spines protruding but then the, they you know their head their face is sort of humanoid mm It looks like like just like a dude's face. (laughs) But like Except for the mouth. Yeah, well the eyes are yellow and the mouth is sort of gaping um and lined with just kind of rows of teeth.
1: I'm counting three. Yes. Rows of teeth. At the
0: moment. Around three rows of teeth. Yikes. They're uh they're they're big. Uh, as the the first line in the 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 owner's manual is a monster in every sense of the word
1: <laughs> that's a little judgy owner's manual it's a little, little right. judgy
0: author of the owner's manual jeremy but jeremy i don't know fuck that guy
1: but yeah, uh,
0: actually, if I may just read what it, how it describes it here, I find please, it much please, more please. eloquent than mine. But a manticore has a vaguely humanoid head, the body of a lion, and the wings of a dragon. A bristling mane uh, stretches down the creature's back, and its long tail ends in a cluster of deadly spikes that can impale prey at impressive range. Mm.
1: Now, can mm-hmm. I tell you right out the gate why I am personally anti-manticore? Why? Because... As it lists in the owner's manual, their greatest territorial ri- rivals include, but are not limited to, griffins. Oh, uh, mm. sorry, my dude. I'm an anti-core. I can't help it.
0: Oh, oh.
1: How'd you oh. like that? How do you like that one, huh? I hated every <laughs> moment of it. So, conti- continue with your pitch, um, but Thank just you. just know that you are fighting an uphill battle with me right now. Now... Because I am personally, deeply, instinctually invested in the defeat of your Manticore. You, so bring the
0: You know, this Manticore didn't do anything to you. Bring the noise. No. I'm, tr- I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: do keep interrupting, I'm sorry.
0: Manticores, uh, they're described as evil predators, which... Like just listen, okay? Okay. Hit me with it. They 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 hunt real real far and wide for their prey. Yep. It says they work together to take down particularly large or dangerous creatures. Sharing the meal once a kill is made. So they're they're generous. <laughs> they work together. Hey, if you work with them, you're gonna get your slice of the pie, all right? <sighs> <laughs> A man. They they have a strategy to their attacks. They normally start out an attack with a volley of tail spikes, you know, from a distance. Then they land and uh, you know use their claws and teeth to sort of uh, bring it down. But out, outdoors and outnumbered, they often use their uh, wings to stay aloft, attacking from a distance until its spikes are depleted.
1: So they're pretty so, savvy, it seems.
0: No, they are real, real smart. Mm-hmm. They, they they know do their methods. They speak common. Oh, that's disturbing. And they are known to serve, um, well, more, like, evil-aligned masters. But, you know. That's okay. Uh, But ones that treat them well and provide regular prey, okay? So, no matter what your alignment, as long as you treat them well and make sure they have what they need, they're going to serve you. They might, you know, they provide aerial support. They can help hunt down things or there's a good guard you know a, a, a creature yeah they're multifaceted they're in strategic fighters and hunters and, uh, and they I mean, hate just... griffins that's grffon though you're mm-hmm. grffin
1: am still there's still a little bit of familial relations there
0: I forgot the first I in your name I just put grff. That's fine. I don't need vowels. <laughs> my vowels are unimportant. I'm a fool. That's all right. Now it does say, ooh. So a a, a few of these, uh, um, it's it's territorial rivals, um, are things that we've uh, discussed previously. So yeah. peritons are on there.
1: Peritons. and wyverns and, and my contender in the clash of the creatures, chimeras. So chimera. Tell us about a chimera, there, Griff. Well. First of all, I just want to get out of the way. They're way cooler than manacores because they love griffins. It doesn't say Do that they? in here. I'm making a broad assumption. Chimeras are well, also Well, then if it's a broad assumption, I would say that
0: that argument has no val uh, you know, no it is not valid and we should continue. Very well.
1: Chimeras are three-headed just big balls of cool. You have uh, the the traditional configuration of a chimera is you have the head of a lion, you have the head of a ram, and then the head of a dragon. And so you've got the, the two big lion paws and the dragon wings and tail and the back hooves of the goat or the ram. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, need I say more? That's badass to begin with. They are all fully alive and fully independent. They come with all the features you would expect on said creatures. You've got the the mane and the fangs of the lion. You've got the the curled horns of the goats and the dragon breath of the dragon. They were created by demons and it kind of took a bunch of creatures together, one of the demon princes of the world, and smushed a bunch of creatures together and made a chimera. They can fly... With those big dragon wings. They like to swoop down on their victims, uh, engulfing them with fiery breath before they land. Uh, it does say here they they sort of have to, the heads sort of compete with each other, which I think is kind of cool. The dragon head uh, drives to raid and plunder and accumulate a horde, like you would expect a dragon to do. Uh, the lion nature compels it to hunt and kill creatures in its territory, and the goat head grants it a vicious, stubborn streak that compels it to fight to the death, because goats are stubborn. So, like you still that was get mules, yeah, you still get all of those aspects all kind of grouped together. It's not like that these three things have a sort of assumed one personality. You still have the three sort of distinct instincts and personalities in this creature. Yeah. Uh, all in just one cool evil package. They claim large territory. Uh, oh. Zach, I've made a fool of myself. Yeah. Its greatest rivals are dragons, manticores, parrotins, wyverns, and griffins. And griffins. <laughs> ha ha! Ah, fuck. You did
0: it to yourself, so Conca- don't play. <laughs> Congratulations, I played myself.
1: Wolf. Well, damn. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm a lot less invested in this battle now. But I mean, I'll com- <laughs> I'll commit. I'll, I'm here for it. I guess they're cool. They get territory. They like to hunt. All right, your turn. Okay, but okay, your
0: your your apathy uh, towards this contest now is not compelling. Audio, I the know, but I'm a. i am I need you to, to feign some sort of interest. <sighs> the face you just made was <laughs> the best thing I think I've ever seen. Uh,
1: when chimeras are are also pretty potent hunters, mm-hmm. they like to they 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 tend to toy with their prey or will let their prey sort of pretend to escape before pursuing it again. They like the hunt. They got like the thrill of the hunt. And similar to manticores, they are often creatures who often find themselves aligned with uh more evilish sort of creatures that sort of draconic ego coming into play. Um, it makes them susceptible to flattery and gifts and if offered food or treasure, they will uh, sometimes spare travelers that they try to attack, and villains can lure them into their service by keeping them well fed and having a treasure hoard well stocked, similar to manticores. So yeah, that's chimera's description. Up shell. Even though they All hate right, so... even though they fucking hate griffins, I still think they're pretty cool. All right, so this is I'm gonna now offer. You,
0: I think this is the rebuttal stage. Yep, yep, yep. Where we where we now that both both have been described, we um talk about why ours is better.
1: Just lay it out.
0: All right. So first and foremost, um, the manticore, the yes. far superior of the two, mm. um, can speak common. You can converse with your manticore, whereas the chimera understands draconic but cannot speak. Okay. One downside, right there, that common, the common language in which most speak, uh, you can converse with your with a manticore, whereas you have to some su- know draconic. And your creature cannot uh, talk back. If it were a chimera, mm. point two. Mm. Chimeras are uh, uh, to to uh, serve. One uh, are susceptible to, to gifts and flattery. You are, in other words, the begging this chi- this chimera to aid you. Um, which, as we know about, you know, uh, uh, having a pet, you 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 have to be the alpha. In that relationship.
1: Okay, how is this different from manticores, though? Because manticores are very similar. You've got to, like, keep them well-fed. Yes, but... He, he, I, I was, I'm getting there. Okay. Now,
0: chimera in the wild uh, are aligned usually chaotic evil, whereas a manticore is lawful evil. With that conversation, a deal can be struck... It is a back and forth. You may not be the alpha, but you may be a 50-50 partner, whereas with a Chimera, you are at its beck and call, not the other mm-hmm. way around.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see your point. There we go. There's those, my argument. Those are your argument?
0: All right. That's my argument. There's an unpredictability to the Chimera that the Mandacor just doesn't have. Okay. And now that your your greatest argument point has been made moot. <laughs> Shut
1: up. Shoot! I I cannot tell you how deeply disappointed I am. The minute I read that sentence, I was just like, "Ah, shit!"
0: I'm sorry.
1: Not just because, not just because it's it's me, but because I did stake so much on that argument. (laughs) (laughs) All right, continue. Go. All right. Um. My Chimera could kick your Manticore's ass, hands down, flat, natch. Okay, but support. St- site specific examples. The Manticore's, one of its uh, key abilities to keep it out of trouble is the fact that it can volley its tail spikes from range. Yes, Chimeras are capable of flight and yeah. are faster than the Manticore in the air. Oh, it? oh yeah, baby. Read those numbers. By how much? Ten feet, but that's enough. If we're talking, okay, we're, if we're breaking this down war game style, yeah. Bottom line is, my Chimera would be able to it's chase faster, down. Yes, would be able to chase right. down your Manticore. Continue. It is generally speaking stronger in terms of just raw melee, and is uh, much beefier. So. If I needed to have... If I was an evil villain and was going to choose between a manticore or a chimera to guard my shit, I'd be picking a chimera hands down. Chimeras also, I think, have a stronger intimidation factor. What with the roaring of the lion head and the uh, fire breath from the dragon head. And the, just the... Have you ever heard an angry goat before? It's not pleasant. Like... Manticores are creepy, like the, the 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 human face is just like unsettling. Chimeras are scary. and that's what you th- wouldn't think
0: that seeing a giant dude head <laughs> in your face with rows of sharp serrated teeth and glowing yellow eyes as it swings around a giant spike club tail isn't scary. I'm not saying it's not scary. I'm saying a chimera is scarier. See. Here's the thing though, in owning a manticore, I am i would say ninety three percent less likely to become its dinner than I would be a chimera's hmm.
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and the mere longevity of my life <laughs> becomes exponentially larger in going with a manticore instead of a chimera.
1: If I'm an evil villain and I'm at the point in my evil villain career where I can even consider havoc manticores or chimeras as my sort of monstrous guards then if they turn i'm gonna be fine like i can deal with either of them i may be unpleasant but i can handle either of them just fine i'm not worried about that i'm not worried if my chimera turns on me but i'm i'm the chimera's there to keep out the riffraff and like a good set, a good couple of adventurers could drop a manticore, but my chimera's gonna put up a hell of a fight against a pretty beefy squad before it goes down. And even then, they're gonna have their shit kicked in, and then I can just come out and clean up the rest. Boom! Chimeras are better. I said, I just don't agree with you. Look, what I will give you: manticores. I think are more interesting. Sure, like the dude heads cool the fact that you can have a chat with them kind of cool. You could set them up as like a like a like a like a riddler sort of guard. You know, they are more intelligent, but for raw practical purpose, chimera's all the way. Practical purpose it's got one purpose, which is destroy
0: stuff. A and of course, they to do a lot more for you. And what's and what's the nanocor got for you then? Here's one, I mean I, I mean a lot of things. I mean, it's smart. It could run. It could go. Like talking about. What were we talking about earlier? Like, oh, your Gargoyle it could go down to Yield <laughs> Pharmacy. Man, I could probably pull that off. Go through the, the little uh, pull up window.
1: The fly through window. Here,
0: here is my last argument okay. for you. My okay. last argument for you. Comparing the two's. The, their ranged ability. Mm-hmm. Chimera has a, a, a fire breath. Big old fire breath. Which yes. is intimidating and scurry. Mm-hmm. But the chance of collateral damage to your own shit is very very high whereas the manticore's range of of whipping those tail spikes is in lack of a better word pinpoint accurate all right your the your chance of collateral damage your own the things that that creature is there to protect will be harmed and or destroyed is. Significantly smaller. Fair enough, minute.
1: fair enough. Um, my final point, to my final counterpoint, There we go. That fire breath is a good uh, fight opener and fight finisher. It is not so huge that it's not controllable. And once that fire breath is expended, it has three big nasty heads to fight back with that's are just as accurate, so there we go. Let's close the book yeah, on this one. I don't, I don't know if that's closed the book. I, I, meant, like the, I meant like I meant like the discussion. Okay, yes. yeah. <laughs> so, I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying I just won with that counterpoint. I'm just saying like I think that okay. we have we have given our closing statements. There we go. All right. Very good.
0: Well, folks at home, let us know what you think. Uh, send us to us on Twitter yeah. at PatShopCast, on uh, on the twits yeah, on the, on that twit twat. We can maybe put up a, a Facebook poll. Yes.
1: I think, we. I think full disclosure, I don't think we did last time. Oh, did we not? We, we might not a, have. When we did our last Clash of the Creatures, I think we forgot to put up a Twitter poll. All right, well, we'll remember this I'm going to put so a reminder wait. on my phone. For Wednesday? Yeah. Cool. Up All right, well, poll. then, yes, that will be up
0: on Twitter. Please let us know what you think. Hashtag because...
1: Team Chimera versus hashtag Team Manticore. Yes. I love it. Fantastic. Even though they uh, both hate griffins.
0: Hey, if it makes up for it, I love
1: a griffin. And that's you. It does, actually. It does make up for it.
0: Uh, Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. Friends, thanks again for coming out for yet an ep- another episode of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal
1: Pet Shop. Yeah. It's so great having you come visit our store today. Always love having you around. Always love having new folks come in. Share, share if you enjoy this. You know, I don't think I've explicitly said this. If you enjoyed this, share it with a friend. If oh, most definitely. If there's any creatures that we've talked about that you think, like, ooh, I could see my friend uh, Billy having a uh, a periton as a pet, or, ooh, Janice, she would love that Dark Mantle. I was trying to remember other shit we've talked about in the past. We've talked about a bunch of We've stuff. talked about a lot of, lot of stuff. If there's stuff out there that you think friends would, would be interested in, just, yeah, show them, show them the clip. Even just a clip. Just listen to part that's of it. clip. <laughs> Can we roll the clip? Roll the clip. Hey, roll the clip. Beautiful. Anyway. that's a, That's about it for us. Yeah. You're great. You're great. I'm Zach. I'm Griffin. And just remember, at the end of the day, oh, it's all about love, baby. All right. Have a good
0: one. Have a good,
1: have a good night. <laughs> 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 Musical outros are the best outros, even when you make them up. Thank you for listening to episode 8 of Zach and Griffin's Multiversal Pet Shop. If you enjoyed the show, feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or any podcatcher that will let you. You can find us on our Twitter at Pet Shop Cast and our website, PetShopCast.com. If you want more, you can find Zach and I on Another Path, our actual play D&D show, at Another Path Pod on Twitter or AnotherPathPodcast.com. On that website, you can find links to our merch store and Patreon for both shows if you feel like supporting us a little bit financially. Thank you again for listening and we hope you have just the best of days.